This is a podcast for the creative misfits, the right brain, rogue, or rebellious creatives who don't want to do work and life the way we've been told we have to. It's for anyone who has felt a sense of dissatisfaction with their career or with corporate BS. It's for anyone who has struggled and wanted to find greater purpose, to experience more authenticity, creativity, freedom, and satisfaction in how they live and work. Let's build a new way of doing things. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 3 of the Creative Misfits Club podcast. I'm Jessica. Today's episode is called Your Fake Confidence is Showing. So the reason why I wanted to do this episode is because I think there is a very fine line between what I think of as fake confidence and real confidence. And I think sometimes they can appear almost the same on the surface, but I think the energy underneath is very, very different. And obviously one I think is one to strive for and the other is one to avoid. So some time ago I read this quote, or maybe I was listening to an interview, and it was a, um, a quote by the actor Timothy Chalamet, a very young, very accomplished actor. And he was remarking at how when he got to the like the top of his game, um, you know, I think he's like Oscar nominated and he's now working with the very, very best of the best of filmmakers. And he said when he got to that level, one thing was extremely noticeable to him, which was how little ego there actually was in the room at that level. And he said what was really noticeable was everyone was really just there to make something great. And that really, really struck me. And I'm going to hazard a leap, which is that at the top of any game, you know, that that's at the top level of filmmaking, any artistic game or maybe any game there is. The really top echelon, I think ego is actually mostly absent. Not confidence, but maybe fake confidence or an ego-based confidence. I think it's mostly absent. I think it's in the middle where you get ego on display. And, you know, stuff that goes along with that is like the cattiness and the judgment and people needing needing to sort of talk ill of others or this kind of self-absorption, right? That's with people in the middle of their game, not actually at the top echelon of their game. I think at the top, there's probably very little pretense and very little posturing because people are there to use their genius in service of making something great. I think the cool thing at this level too is that you can genuinely see and compliment and appreciate other people's genius because you're in your lane. You're like, you're a master in your lane. So another master in his or her lane, that's like a celebration, an admiration. You can pay a tremendous compliment. It's not a threat. Confidence at that level, I also don't think it's also not an aw shucks kind of false humility. It's not that sort of like, oh, really? No, I'm not that good. It's not that. You know you're good. You know your gifts. You know your zone of genius. You, you know your worth. And at that po- place, you're also, you're not afraid to glow. That's also, also the space where for a lot of us, the shadow can come up, right? Because a lot of us, if we really were to be seen, like to step into an arena of confidence where it's like big and bright, uh, that also tends to bring out all those parts of us that are sort of like squishy and crunchy that actually feel kind of uncomfortable with being seen in our greatness. So I think a real confidence 
reaches a place where it can stand in it. It can stand in that being seen, but it's not. It's coming from the inside out. It's not confidence that is dependent on or originating from the outside stuff that the world is giving us. Fake confidence, I think, is living from the outside in. Meaning fake confidence is actually looking outside of yourself for something from others, from the world. It's like needing to be seen or be validated or desired or praised. Like something that the outside world is giving you. That's what's giving you the confidence. And that's obviously subconscious in most of us, right? It's like we're not even realizing it. We're not walking around consciously being like, wow, I, I'm really needing to get validation from this thing, from this moment, right? But you know how you can feel when somebody is moving through a room and they're getting a hit from it, like they're getting energy from people looking at them or noticing them or being impressed? Or sometimes people are like an energy vampire. It's like they walk into the room and they just have to suck attention towards them. I find it like really, really unappealing. It's very unsexy to me. Like I can feel that underneath. And I can feel the opposite, right? When someone is radiating from an inside out place, which to me, that's tremendously sexy. You can also feel when people have built their persona on how other people see them. They've attached a narrative to this this persona of how people see them. And it, it just feels like a very fragile confidence to me, like not real confidence. You know, the thing is, like, it's such a dance because it's not an all or nothing. It's not an absolute. It's not an either or. It's a yes and, like most everything in life, because we're all human. We're all going to experience feeling good because somebody praised us or feeling hurt because somebody didn't or somebody was unkind or cruel. Like we're all going to experience that. It's very human. In fact, like it's a very core part of the human experience to be seen and loved for who we truly are. Every, everyone wants that. Everyone needs that. Some time ago, I came across this Georgia O'Keeffe quote, and I wrote it down and I saved it because it spoke to me in a way. And Georgia O'Keeffe wrote, I have already settled it for myself. So flattery and criticism go down the same drain, and I am quite free. And I thought that was amazing. Like she says, I've already settled it for myself. What does she mean? Like her work, her expression of herself, She's settled her relationship with it internally. She's become comfortable with its worth internally. So the external stuff like flattery and criticism, whatever happens there, it's kind of going down the same drain. And it's a much freer place to live from and to work from and to create from. Now, you know, again, the yes and element here. It's like, we, it's not that we can't appreciate people's appreciation of us. It's not that we can't enjoy the effects of our genius or our glow in the world. We can still also feel hurt by criticism. But I do think there's this place you can get to internally where you kind of don't give that much of a fuck anymore. Whether there's flattery or criticism of you because you know what? You like who you are more than you like the flattery or the criticism. It's You like who you're being so much that that's more important to you than what people think or anything that you could get from outside. 
I think the arena of true confidence has a tremendous amount to do with being in your zone of genius. There's a place for all of us, I think. It's like a combination of authentic self, that unique flavor that's ours alone that nobody else can be. It's living our lives to express that more and live in alignment with that more, combined with knowing what your natural gifts are, the things that come the most easily to you, and lining those things up with your passion so that you can gift something to the world, something that is authentically you, something that utilizes your natural areas of genius. And when you actually start lining more and more and more things in your life up with that zone, and then from there you add in this element of devotion, like you devote yourself to that authentic expression and to your gifts in whatever ways you find to share them. Because I feel, I feel like the word devotion is actually really specific. It does feel like a very particular thing. So whatever it is that you're building or you're creating or you're sharing or you're being, you devote yourself to that. It's like there's a, a heart level commitment to the word devotion. And people talk about the 10,000 hours of mastery to really you know, become a genius at something. It's not just because you log 10,000 hours at something. It's because you lined up your authentic self and your gifts and you committed yourself to a devotion to those things and you start becoming the master. And at that point, you're not even counting the fucking 10,000 hours because it doesn't matter anymore. Devotion to your zone of genius transcends that. And when you get those things really lined up, it's like a sweet spot. Jenna Zoe calls it your magic lane. I love that. So you're using your natural gifts. You're working from that flavor. You've uncovered that flavor that's yours alone. And you're in devotion to those gifts. It's like something very unique happens. Because now the confidence in that feels actually very matter of fact. It's like you can own your genius. But there is no energy of clawing or grasping for validation. It's like there's very little to prove at that point. You can shine and you might shine very brightly at that point, but there's no need to prove anything with it or you're not getting something from it. You don't need it. You're just glowing regardless. You don't need it for attention. You don't need it for validation. And you're not getting the core of who you are from the resultant attention. I think that confidence that needs to peacock and preen, that it like needs to announce itself, that's not the real confidence. It's fake confidence. It's needing to be seen as the prize. Because true confidence, it just is. It's matter of fact. Like that is the queenly or kingly energy. That's the master. That's real confidence. And at that point, your genius, your greatness, your your confidence actually becomes a gift to others, to the world. And at that point, you move differently. You move through the world like you are embodying that inner confidence and inner radiance. You know your worth, you know your beauty, your rarity, your genius, because you're just busy being it. So be the gift instead of needing to be the prize. Mm-hmm.